When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bulletin. 14 away from 11 o'clock. Let's welcome in Jamie Wall. Wellington born, always Wellington through and through. Auckland based these days. Was fine, sporty minds, journalist extraordinaire. Hello, Jamie. Good, Daniel. How are you, mate? Good, bro. Did you get home over, over summer? Did you get home and did you bring water with you? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Um... Didn't really see the point. Um, it's quite nice and sunny up here, so I um, decided to stay stay in Auckland, and um, the Shield's gone from Wellington, so no yeah, true. Work, I guess. Send water, though, mate. Um, send water. We need it. We, we need it. Uh, d- did you stay up to quarter to six our time to, to watch the end of the Australian Open overnight? Wow, what, what a ludicrous evening. Yeah, yeah, it is. It uh, feels like um, they've managed to kind of pack as much uh, of the Australian Open in as, as possible, which, uh, obviously by extending it for a few days and also making them play all night, um, which is, it's kind of, get, like, I have so much respect uh, for tennis players. Uh, you know, they earn, yeah. they earn, you know, the top ones earn good money, but it is such a demanding sport, man. Like it is on and off the court. Like I don't think you realise just how much grind of a grind um, that tennis uh, really is, uh, both on the body and then also just as a sport where you don't really know when you're going to play unless you're the first match of the day. Uh, you know, you could be sitting there for hours, you know, through rain delays and, and just simply because a, a, a match might go for three and a half hours and five sets and tie breaks and everything and just sitting there waiting to warm up. And I had that because I was at the ASB Classic, uh, you know, for a couple of weeks. And, you know, we were, we were there until midnight ourselves um, one night. And that's not even a very big tournament. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. But uh, I guess it has to be done because otherwise, how else are they going to play it? Uh, in Australia, no doubt, the Australian uh, Tennis Open getting slightly more coverage than uh, rugby Although, still a very interesting story in Australian rugby. Joe Schmidt, come on down, mate. Come on down to the Wallabies. Next man up. Mm, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's hope he has better, better roll of the dice than the last two New Zealanders that have taken on the Wallabies job. Uh, I, I guess now with Hamish McLean gone, he can probably safely lock in his actual term of employment. I don't think he's going to be getting a short shrift like like Dave Rennie did. Uh, but, yeah, it's a really interesting development. Uh, it, it's not a massive surprise uh, because no, he, had, he was linked to that job uh, as soon as Eddie Jones got shown the, oh, got, showed himself the door. Uh, his name was kind of top of the list of the most probable people to be, to be taking over over the role. But it does sort of say something about the state of Australian rugby, which we know is not great at the moment that, you know, the first, there are no proper candidates from inside Australia itself. Like that says a lot about um, where their their game is at at the moment. But all of a sudden, just, you know, just having a guy's name read out 
has completely changed the picture. Uh, if you look at the reaction from the Northern Hemisphere, because of course they're they're looking at Australia as uh, the venue for the next Lions tour and uh, next year, and all of a sudden they were all like, "Oh gosh, now it's now it's for real." Like now, you know, we thought we we're just going to come down here and you know wipe the floor with the with the Wallabies, and, and rightfully so. Uh, now it's added this massive uh, layer of intrigue. Should we be getting? worried about it in New Zealand, like the way that the, the, the Bledisloe Cup's going to go? I don't think so right right now, but all of a sudden, all four uh, uh, rugby championship sides have all hit the reset button on their coaches' sides. So yes, the Springboks have gone back to Rassie Rasmus as their head coach, so it's not that big a shift uh, for them, but um, Argentina, Australia, and New Zealand now all have new coaches. So it does add uh, a sense of freshness uh, to to the competition going into this World Cup cycle. Uh, Jamie's Wall is with us. This is the bulletin. Do you see any similarities between the job in Ireland and the one in Australia for Joe Schmidt here? Uh, similarities as in, like, he's probably going to be building from the ground up, yes, uh, but that's probably where it ends, uh, given the way that um, Irish rugby was able to build itself into a formidable force by you know consolidating the power of the of their provinces into what would be most uh, like the way we run our super rugby teams and the way that you can consolidate the players uh, and that and turn them into real real powerhouses uh, Australian rugby is not not like that at all. You've got two very, very uh, traditionally strong um, yes. uh, states uh, and then you've got the, a couple of offcuts that are just providing, basically being sort of feeder teams, like second division teams. Um, and then you've got the Brumbies who are just out there the, as the only real kind of uh, area where rugby has a real, really strong hold over it. uh, its... Um, player base and fan base and even they're competing uh, with a very uh, you know, traditionally strong rugby league uh, team as well so I think it's going to be a very different assignment for Joe Schmidt um, and I think that the players are probably going to have to uh, come to terms with what will be quite from what I understand anyway um, a very, you know, he runs a very tight ship uh, the way that he does things. Um, and it's going to be a bit of a departure from whatever the hell uh, Eddie Jones had going on. And then before that, yeah. Dave Rennie's, you know, pretty relaxed style. So you're going from, you're going to your third big change um, in a matter of like years uh, for the Wallabies. So uh, I think the biggest issue though for him though is where he's going to find the players to do what he wants. Because at the moment, their playing stocks are just quite low. Uh, they're, yeah. they're out there. Like he, uh, the problem is, is that a lot of them are playing rugby league, um, and you know they've gone after Joseph Swali. They've, they've sort of made these big plays for others. And Phil Wars uh, come in and said, "Oh no, we're not going to be doing that sort of thing anymore." I think you kind of have to. You need to be identifying uh, these young uh, schoolboy players who are weighing up a career between rugby union and rugby league, and convince them that a World Cup that they're going to be hosting in 2027 is the target for the, for these players. So. You know, there's, there's hope there. I have great hope for Australian rugby. I want them to be doing well because I want the Blairslow Cup to be more than just an all-black beatdown uh, every year. We need them. Uh, we, we do need, and we do need them in order for Super Rugby Pacific to continue on to being a sustainable competition in the future. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, 
captaincy in rugby. Tuipolotu back on top over Papa Lee, and you've got some more black captain rumours floating around. Is that Blues change a surprise at all, or kind of makes sense? Now he's fit, healthy, rearing to go. Uh, no, it's not that big, big of a change, um, really. I don't. I don't think Dalton did a bad job um, last year, but I think this was always going to be Paddy's uh, team. Yeah. Uh, I think it was kind of going to be up to him whether he wanted to assume that that mantle again. He's obviously said yes, and he said that you know he wants to be back in the All Blacks, which is great because he's he's a great player and. Uh, he does really carry this, um, uh, carry a lot of weight and mana in the in the Blues organisation. I don't think uh, Dalton's going to be having much of his leadership capabilities taken away from him uh, in that case. But um, it's a big, big Super Rugby campaign um, for him coming up, uh, and it kind of leads on to what your other point there about the All Black captaincy because his form uh, may well dictate who is going to be the captain. Um, of the All Blacks, because if he comes out and has an absolute um, blinder in Super Rugby and, and is at, at seven uh, for the Blues and um, is too hard for Scott Robertson to ignore his form, the All Blacks are going to need a new captain. And it was very interesting that when we talked to Scott Robertson um, last week or the week before, uh, when he got asked about that, he didn't outright, you know, sort of deny that there was going to be a change. Um, he, In fact, he very much hinted that there was going to be one so uh, he said it'll be named in due course but I think that uh, it, it's not so much about who provides the best uh, case to be a leader it's more about what the makeup of the team uh, is going to be and whether Sam Kane can can get himself back into that team I'm not saying he can't I'm not saying he's not going to be captain but the debate right. is, is very much open and it's something that's going to be going we're going to be talking about right up until the first test I reckon so who will captain the All Blacks in most tests next year? This year, in your uh, mind? <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell you. Ask me, ask me about halfway through Super Rugby and I'll, and I'll, I'll have a better <laughs> idea. But I, I, I think it's going to be really hard um, uh, to ignore uh, Artie Savia's, uh the case that he's, he's building um, because he is literally the best player on the team. And like, he, yep. He's going to be there no matter what. He could, he could sit out all of Super Rugby just because he wants to, and he'll still be starting for the All Blacks. So I think that that's going to be the debate um, going forward uh, is the, whether Sam Kane's little Japanese uh, experience is how much that's going to hinder his, uh, his ability to just make the team at all. Uh, Joseph Parker's back to Riyadh, isn't he? He's, he's got a tasty little fight uh, on the horizon. He, he certainly, he certainly does. Uh, I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to this because I think it's going to hopefully set him up for something even bigger uh, in the future. I mean, uh, I, I, that, that I still can't really get over just how monumental that win he picked up yeah. over Deontay Wilder was. Like, just in terms of what it's going to do for his career, like he's going to pick up another, you know, decent seven seven figure payday for this over in Riyadh, where they've got plenty more where that's coming from. Um, and it's part of like another double bill uh, with Joshua again, uh, who's going to be fighting Francis Ngannou. And so, you know, there's just going to be stupid money getting thrown um, at this. And Joe's just, just come right at exactly the right time to, um, to cash in on these on this sort of development. So, I mean, it's awesome for him. And I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to like what this year holds for him. Um, can't say I know too much about the guy he's fighting, Xili Zhang. I've had a look at his record. Uh, there's a lot of guys on that list who don't have Wikipedia pages, which is never a good 
Um, <laughs> good luck uh, for, for a fighter. Uh, I mean, he's he's racked up an impressive record. I'll give him that. I don't know too much about the world of Wait, um, China. He knocked out Joe uh, Joyce, didn't he? He, he yeah, beat Joe yeah, Joyce that, twice, the, and Joe that, Joyce punished yeah. Joseph Parker. Exactly, exactly. So that's the most recent one you can you can go on on that. He's obviously quite uh, quite a big um, fighter, but then again, you saw how how Joseph Parker managed to devise that game plan to get past Wilder. And I think that if he just goes in there as a as the smarter fighter, uh, which yeah. he's proven to have to have done, um, I think we're going to be seeing another good good win, hopefully, and then hopefully some sort of setup to fight against Anthony Joshua uh, at some stage this year. You're a hero, Jamie. Lovely to hear your voice again in 2024. Long may that continue. Do appreciate your time, mate. Go enjoy it. Send water, mate. Send water. Cheers, Daniel. Don't worry, mate. It's Wellington. There'll be water on the way sooner or later. <laughs>